This is Journeys in Podcasting. Today, the journey is in Turkey, near the Syrian border. A former refugee turned photographer refocused his attention on immigrant children, many of them refugees. His name is Serbest Salih, and his story has caught the attention of Aperture Magazine, The Guardian, Financial Times, and several other global publications. Here is Serbest telling about his journey. My name is Sarvas Saleh. I'm a photographer and director of Sirkan Darkroom. I studied photography in uh, Aleppo, University of Aleppo in 2012. So yeah, in 2014, uh, yeah, when I when ISIS attacked my uh, my city, my hometown. I came to Turkey and I started working as a photographer with some NGOs, humanitarian NGOs in Turkey. And yeah, uh, one day when I moved to Mardin, so I got a chance to meet Sirkane. Sirkane is a social circus school uh, for children who are affected by war and vulnerable children. So yeah, uh, so this is how I got a chance to meet Sirkane. One day when me and my friend, we went to one area, it's called the station. We saw like people from different, yeah, in station district, there, there was a lot of people from different backgrounds, Syrian, Iraqis, Turkish, Kurdish, local people and refugee. They are speaking like the same languages, Arabic, like Arabs from Turkey, Arabs from Syria, and same thing, Kurdish, Turkish, so, but they never been like communicating with each other. So this is how we got an idea to use analog photography as a language to let children express themselves. In the beginning of the project, we started our project in Station. Station, it's like a very poor area, never been reached by any humanitarian organization. During the 10 months of the project, we got support from German NGO. It's called Weltunga Hilfa. After the contract ended, I opened the fundraising campaign. And with the campaign, people started to support me. And whether sending like a donation or like material donation, secondhand materials. And 2019, I saw like in Sirkana, there is like a empty container and never been used it for a while. So I, I got an idea to make, make the darkroom into a mobile program. So I changed the inside, the inside of container into darkroom. And each eight months, seven, seven months, eight months, I changed my places from a from place to another place. Uh, yeah, and suddenly COVID-19 uh, started here in Turkey. So all, all the places get closed and I changed my program into online workshops. It was a very hard time because making workshops online is it's, it's quite impossible because most of the children, they don't have a smartphones. So yeah, luckily after coronavirus, yeah, in the, oh, sorry, during the coronavirus, so we send internet, uh, we send internet to the children who has like a smartphone, they participate in our workshops, but like, luckily in, yeah, when situation get better, we started uh, our online uh, face-to-face workshops and we, from the fundraising, we got a small caravan and I changed it into darkroom. Now we are traveling from village to village, making workshops with the children. And so yeah. in Financial Times, 
They wrote that Borsali, who co-founded Sirkani Darkin three years ago with the aim of helping build relationships between Syrian and Iraqi refugees and their new neighbors in the Turkish province of Mardin. This is the ultimate goal, that they feel part of the community, that they are no longer refugees. So this struck me as super powerful. It's almost like a mission statement for your project. You began with this purpose. And I, I wonder in your own experience, having left Syria, are there any moments or experiences that you see your students reliving that give you a special empathy from your own experience? I actually, I also like experience same situation. So in the beginning, they are very shy, most like refugee children and like vulnerable children local or refugee. So they are in the beginning, they are very shy. They cannot express themselves. And they are like mostly going like, yeah, when we are playing something, they are, yeah, workshops, they are like going to the corner of uh, the room. During the workshops, when we are playing together, so in the middle of like a duration of the project, like in the second week or three weeks, you starting seeing like children are seeing, like starting participating, expressing themselves. Yeah, and in the end of the project, you see like a children having like a new friends and starting speaking. So yeah, so I always getting reactions from children. They are saying like, oh, I now feel I'm not strangers. I have a new friends. Is that kind of what you remember it being like for you when you first came to Turkey? Yeah, I mean, I remember myself because when I came to Turkey, so I couldn't speak Turkish. So yeah, I uh, couldn't communicate with the people. Yeah, it's remembered me of myself. You began the project with a Turkish friend, Emel Ernalbant, another photographer, and decided yeah. to establish uh, this, this project to teach photography to children with the aim of helping smooth out tensions between local families and refugees. There was bad communication, you said, in the interview in Financial Times. If I wanted to make the situation better, I realized I would have to start with the children. The name of the book that the project has produced is called I Saw the Air Fly from the Adonis poem Celebrating Childhood. I wonder if you might go a little deeper into why change has to start with children. In that experience of children developing photographs, have you seen how this affects adults in the community as well? You said this project is, is attached to a community circus, or it was in the beginning. Are the photographs part of these celebrations? Have the photographs become bigger than just the workshop? And it was like a, a tool to bring to communicate uh, to communities in one. Uh, for example, I mean, I remember like there was like a two neighbors. I mean, they've been like uh, living uh, beside next to each other for uh, years and they never been communicate, uh, communicating to, with each other. So after their child participate in the workshops, they started communicating with each other and playing with each other and becoming best friends. And one day we, we participated, yeah, we invited families also to see, like uh, to come to see our workshops and how we take children uh, uh, very seriously and and that when they participate in the workshop they yeah they saw our communication and how we take children seriously so they started like also taking children very seriously and yeah one day I remember so after a while I saw like families they became like a best uh, neighbors they are always like coming and going to each other's homes so yeah I mean yeah this is an example 
what about this idea of analog photography? You mentioned that during the online period, you have used some digital, but you deliberately chose the analog. And Joanne, you want to encourage children to be selective with their shots and to connect more deeply with their subjects. You said you can feel the photography in analog. As a teacher, educator myself, I'm very interested in how kids use photography, especially how now that digital devices have gotten younger and younger and more kids have access to these video making yeah. and photography machines in their pockets. I was trained in analog years ago, the slow process of creating images in a dark room. I really miss this and I want this for kids too. Walk us through, tell us why, why does this medium resonate with you personally? Why do you think it's a good idea for, for kids? If you want to like teach children or someone like arts or photography, you should start from zero because with analog photography, you can feel like a power of photography. You can feel the photography. Uh, yeah, uh, you can feel the moment when you take a photo. So I'm always telling children, so if you want to start like a photography, you should start from zero, from analog photography. That's why I select like analog photography for them. And also, I mean, it's like a, how I can see therapy for them to express themselves. I mean, with the digital children can always like take photos in the beginning of the project, when they see photos, I mean, when they see their photos, maybe they don't have a, like a self-confidence, so they can del del directly delete the photos because they don't know uh, what, they think it's like a bad photo and they don't have a self-confidence. And yeah, with the analog photography, I mean, we, um, in my program, I teach with the composition of photography, child rights, uh, bullying, uh, child marriage, child, child labor, and yeah, and I want to like, I mix this subject to let them get empowered. With analog photography, I mean, during they are shooting photos, they cannot see what they shoot, but they are learning compositional photography and they are shooting photos. In each week, they are starting like expressing themselves. And the end of the project, I mean, when we develop uh, films together, they see their result. They are starting talking about their photos and how they shoot it. And yeah, we are making discussing about the photos. They are gaining self-confidence. When you make the physical artifact, when you actually put the image onto paper, see it develop, what happens to that physical artifact? Okay, so they make a picture, pixels appear on a screen, they may erase it, that picture may never be returned to again, or it may live in eternity online somewhere, nobody knows. Uh, what will happen to it. But in the physical artifact, this is a very different relationship with the, what you're producing and the purpose of why you're producing. What do they do with that? Like after they print it, do you, do you all keep it and display it or where does it go? In the workshops, I mean, before we do all the, like that inside the darkroom process, I'm explaining them. So, so we're gonna print inside the darkroom. So all this process and I'm showing them small video of our project, I mean, it's a video by Arta. So they see how photos show up. So they think, they don't believe it. They think like it's like a acting, it's not like a true video. When they are going, coming inside the dark room, when they see photos show up, so they are starting like getting surprised and oh, they are saying Bismillah, Bismillah. It's mean in Arabic, <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, so they think it's magic. So they are always saying, are you magicians? How did you do it? 
So after I explaining them all this process, so yeah, they are learning how to develop and printing their own photos inside the darkroom and they do it by them their own. And I'm just like watching them. They do all this process by themselves. This type of photography, more tactile, each role and image requires careful consideration, which I'm quoting from the article, excuse me, which he believes cultivates imagination. Serb says that learning to work with film also enables children to better understand the photographic process from start to finish. This question, there's so much procedural knowledge in developing photos. How does this awaken perhaps another side of the child? How does the transfer of the procedure work? Putting the film onto the spool, putting the spool into the canister, closing the canister, putting the chemicals in, all of these processes are very meticulous. You have to do them all correctly. When you teach that to them, do they end up teaching each other? How does the process work of how they how they learn it? How was it when you learned it? Because not everybody studies analog photography. I'm always trying to integrate uh, like Syrian, Turkish and local children. So I'm always like a, a mixing old group with a new group sometimes because it's a very, very good, great the tools to let them make, uh, integrate. So I'm always like inviting children to like all our previous children to come to participate in the workshops. So sometimes they are like uh, coming and teaching adults also like how to develop. I remember one time we had like a small groups of our like uh, children who learned all the darkroom process. And we got like some new, my friends, one of my, like some of my friends, they don't know how to develop films. So they also like, they teach adults how to develop and create inside the dark room. In terms of like uh, analog photography with children, I mean, the goal of the project was to see the photography from the, yeah, see the wars through the eyes of children. All these uh, photos were taken by children was like not selected or was not I didn't like tell them what they uh, select or they should after I showed them composition of photography I explaining them so you can take what whenever whatever you want you just have to feel it because you have a, like a limited photos you can just like a, take just one 36 roles yeah, for, yep. yeah in the films I'm just telling them when you take a photo you have to feel it so there is no bad photos. All the photos are great. Mostly, I mean, they are sh going outside. They are shooting inside the house. Their private moment inside the house where, when they are eating, when they are playing inside the house with their parents. Yeah, and outside with their friends, inside the schools, outside of the schools. The goal of the project was to showing the world through the eyes of the ch children. Because I remember most of the photographers, they are always like a shooting refugees but this time we want to like use camera and let children sh share their words with peoples i love this idea of taking the students who have already done the course or to teach the new ones that are coming in so that's definitely yeah. what i was asking about this idea of distributing the teaching yeah. plus any or objective i thought that was very cool because like when they make things or learn a procedure and the goal is to try to get them all talking and working together with each other they have this other thing to focus on. The children in the program, you say, also develop these life skills of socializing, bringing those kids that aren't socializing at the beginning, they come into the circle to improve their physical coordination and concentration. 
And you say it gives them a tool to help express their thoughts and emotions in a meaningful way. I have been doing some study of photography theory uh, this year. And one thing I read was David Levi-Strauss, where he talks about the third eye. When you combine photographs with language, a whole new channel of expression opens up. That is what I hear when I hear you talking about analog photography as therapeutic. And so I have some questions here. How do your students react to this physical artifact of the image? You talked about how they, you know, like, oh my God, oh my God, when they develop it. And more importantly, how is it shared, not just in the book that goes around the world and goes global, how are those photographs shared with the community? It was like a message to the world. I mean, yeah, we can like walk together and yeah, children can come as one so yeah i mean i saw the air fly book for example it was like a it's really about the children and celebration of childhood childhood because all the photos were selected by children so when we decided to collaborate max and circana dark rooms so yeah i i show the children's all the photos they select their photos by themselves. What I can see through the children's eyes, I mean, they use their imaginations with their with reality. Uh, so yeah, they mix it and share us their words. I like this, the, the magical realism of children in, in the two photographs. So let's talk about the place. You talked a little bit about the setting of where you're working and, and your history there, the city of Mardin and the vast Mesopotamian plain beyond. You, you say, became a backdrop to these miraculous dreams, games, discoveries, which play out within the space of the frame. In moments, the war nearby is hinted at. A fighter plane enters the frame of an otherwise clear sky. A child peers out from inside a UNHCR box. But rather than reiterating scenes of suffering and trauma, these images depict the environment fresh, through the unmistakable, wonder-filled gaze of a child, a vision punctuated by surprise and play in which friends and family are captured mid-flight, upside down, leaning out of windows and whimsically disguised. So after reading this, I looked up Mardin on Google Maps and did some surfing through through the city. And also another city I think you work in, Nusaibin? Yeah, Nusaibin. The first image I pulled up was a bombed out apartment building. Then I did some reading on the history of the region of its early development of like the first university that was copied by the Romans later and all the waves of different competing groups in the region. This is a treasure, a cradle of civilization. And yet there it is now within the border of Turkey where a majority speak Arabic or Aramaic, Armenian, Kurmanji, before they even speak Turkish. What are your feelings about this space you're working in? And what is your dream for the future of this space? Actually, it brings hopes because it's very like a different, there is like a lot of like different people from different backgrounds. So yeah, I mean, you can see like people are here speaking Kurdish, Arabic, Turkish, Armenian. You can say I'm in very rich uh, locations and yeah, in very special locations. Do people there, all these different groups, do they have this connection with the history of the place? Because there are yeah. historical sites there that are just breathtaking. Yeah, I mean, so it's getting changed because so you can see in other sites, there are like the same groups in Syria, so Syrian war still continuing. 
but in this side, people are getting along with each other now. Again, I'm quoting from the articles. As the children progress through the workshops, Sirbest tells me they are given specific subjects to photograph. These can range from the everyday, the garden, the home, to the more socially aware, as you mentioned before, social issues like child labor, child marriage, and tentatively gender issues. Often when we begin, the girls don't think they can be as good as the boys. Sadly, that is what the adult world has taught them, but soon they are shooting pictures about their lives and experiences. The camera gives them the confidence to do that. As a teacher myself, I know that I often begin with an idea of something that needs to change, but it's the students who really teach me what is possible. What have your students taught you about overcoming some of the adult world expectations? I mean, mostly you, in this area, I mean, I mean, especially, I mean, for girls, it's very like hard to be, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, usually it's like a barrier. So to go outside and like to participate in these workshops or, yeah, uh, sadly. So, yeah, I mean, in the beginning, so it's very hard to convince uh, families, parents to let children uh, participate in the workshops. We give children awareness subjects such as like a genders. We are like explain, explaining them that gender is so it's not barriers. And also we, I mean, in the beginning, like I said, most of the people uh, and parents, they are culturally, so they don't send their children to outside. So when they see how children, their daughters, or yeah, their, their daughters, how she, talent she is. And yeah, they're starting believing in her. So they are supporting her. Their uh, thoughts thought getting changed. They are started accepting like it changes. Uh, many times I saw the air fly with two grass feet and the road dance with feet made of air. So I, I went and looked up the Adonis poem and, and read through it and it's very beautiful. And it introduced me to a whole body of poetry that at least in translation is, is pretty amazing. Why this name of the book? Did you choose this name of the book? Where, where, does, the, where does this come from? All the photo books, it was not selected by an adults. It was like directly selected by children. Uh, we got uh, an idea with MacBook to collaborate. So I invited children and I informed them about the photo book. So they select their photos by themselves. So yeah, so it's like representing them. Because I think, I don't know, I don't have any idea, but it's like, like a first photo book by children. I don't know if they have it, if there's another photo photo book before was by children, but this book is like a by children. I, I've seen projects where they take children from conflict zones and they produce art, but the projects that I've seen are very negative. Like it's more of, of like art therapy and they're portraying violence in the art. And I don't know if that's coming from prompting, but it's a very different experience than from what you are having. And that the children are not producing negativity, but producing the joy of the eye of, of the child. Well, let's take a look at one. So yeah. this is from the, the caption of the photographs is Zino, age 13. And it's an image from I Saw the Air Fly, uh, which is from Sirkani Darkroom. And in the image, I'll just briefly describe it for anyone listening on audio, but you can also look up all these images. You can find them in multiple places from Sirkani Darkroom's uh, website. And in the image, there is, uh, I believe it's a young woman's legs and to the feet. And then on the feet, there are two different types of shoes. And the one there's high heel shoe 
and the other, there's kind of a loafer, more common shoe. And even the leggings, one is kind of a fancier legging, and then one is more just regular slacks. So maybe, could you talk about this photo a little bit? She took this photos. In this photo, she was trying to express that like there is no gender barrier. Uh, yeah. Uh, so after she learned, we gave her like a uh, what composition of photography and yeah, and we I show her some documentary of like a best females males photographers. So yeah, she got an idea to use photography and show show us that like gen- there is like a no gender barrier in photography in in the world. So yeah, so this is photo is representing her i mean this of course resonates to the adult eye of just kind of a child stepping between two different worlds very cool and so here's another photograph um and this is also from i think it's from the book as well and in this photograph we're looking at the camera is i believe on the road itself and then it's looking at two children or or maybe i'm not sure who's taking the picture but it looks like it's actually from the workshop what's going on here yeah i mean this photo taken while we're taken by ibrahim ibrahim is one of our students he's still continuing photography here in our workshop so yeah he he also have like a new amazing photos results in this photo actually he was saying he told me so so everyone like seeing us so we are seeing uh, adults from yeah from up. They are like very far from us. Now I want to like uh, go more down and see the words from down. So this is was his idea to shoot like uh, photos from down. So I have like a there is like a selection of this food. like there are like three four photos uh, continuing this uh, photo. No, amazing. I looked at these two images and I was like, this is to come out of a workshop of kids. These, these are incredible. This is incredible work. What happens with the, the actual photographs? Do you all save them and collect them or what, what happens to them? I mean, their negatives are, yeah, still keeping with us. So yeah, we are also like getting exciting. So we are imagining what children will think after 10 years when they are seeing their result when they were child and also like maybe they can like run this workshops when they are grow up how do you keep it going like how i mean you kind of talked about how you started it hooking up with sakani circus but how do you keep it going how do you keep it funded what makes it move i mean we are a non-profit project so i'm always like opening my fundraising campaign we have still like a now donation campaign in our website so people are supporting us with donating and also with taking sending secondhand materials uh, here in turkey so this is how we are continuing we are now like a mobile program so we are reaching we want to reach children not children reaching us this is how continuing uh, yeah how do you like when you say it's mobile you pull up in the dark room and how do you reach out to parents and students and get them to come join the workshops the the caravan is connected with the car so when they see like a very like a strange car or like a caravan they are in the village they are starting coming around and seeing what what is it so they seeing like door is open and we are like playing outside they are starting 
coming and asking if they could play and what what is this? Is it for free or not? Can we participate in it? So this is how mostly it works. Then we are telling them to invite their parents and we are talking with parents and to inform them about the project. Yeah, so this is how it's worked. Very cool. What, what would you like to see happen next? Where would you like to see it grow? Actually, I'm also seeing now, seeing it now, children are now, I mean, I have like a previous students are now uh, continuing their studying and they are now in the university. They are using also like continuing with photography. So my hope for them is to continue with arts because it was like a very useful tool to let them express themselves and yeah, and making like changing their ways. It was like a, a really a way, like a, how I can say, it was like a, a road or to for their future to like have a best future, great future. So for the project, my hope is to continue, like I said, the dark room. Maybe in the future, children want, will, when they are grow up, they will run this project. So have you seen changes? I mean, you've been doing this now for a few years. I feel that photography is always changing and especially in the way that, that everybody is using photography, more digital devices, more smartphones, yet you're teaching something that goes back 150 years. I mean, the, this idea of creating the negative and printing the negative, this is a much older form of creating images. How do you see it changing? Do you see your kids having more access to like smartphones and things? How does that change their eye or their relationship with image? I mean, actually, they are starting uh, understanding their, their environment because mostly, I mean, we don't realize what we are facing and how, where we are. But with the photographs, analog photographs, when you are shooting the photos, you feel the moment, you see, you feel your environment, where are you in you empower, yeah, power of the photography and uh, yeah, especially analog photography. So, I mean, I'm always getting, yeah, I'm learning some, uh, always get learning something new from children and from analog photography. Most of the reaction of the families, they are, it reminds them of their uh, childhood or their, uh, when they were young, because uh, they, they used to use analog photography when they were young. Actually, it brings back analog photography because most of the non-profit organization or like a non-government organization, they are always like using digital photography. So when I say analog photography, so they are saying, oh, it's old fashioned. So it's just analog photography, something like that. It's very like a boring. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, no, it's like a very fun because it's like a process. You are learning a lot of things in photography. To anyone who wants to learn more about the project, where would you send them? And then to anyone thinking about trying to help fund or donate or whatever, uh, how do they do that? So where can they find out more about the project? And then, and then what, do, what do you need most? I can send you our website. People can like, uh, we have a, in our website donation campaigns. They can support us with by like a, donating and also can send us like a secondhand photography materialist uh, materials such as like especially uh, black and white films and 
uh, yeah, compact cameras, like simple compact cameras. We are using simple compact cameras for children. Well, I, I, I love the project. As soon as I read about it, I started collecting and reading as many things as I could. You, like I said before, a lot of press has covered this. I mean, Petapixel magazine, like I was finding articles all over the place and they all offer something a little bit different. So I hope that this talk has given a little bit more information about the project. Uh, especially about your ideas on photography and, and why that is so good for kids. And in our, my case, I hope that inspires more of this idea of experimenting, uh, maybe even with analog photography with children, particularly for me and their writing and their other forms of literacy. I think it's a very powerful tool. Sept, thank you for meeting this morning or afternoon for you. Uh, this has been great. If you, uh, we'll, we'll end the talk here, unless you want to say anything else. If you stick around just for a, a minute or so, we'll, we'll say goodbye.